Miss Yarrow, the Bursi. Greetings, heathens. Welcome to Hail Satan. This is the podcast exploring Satanism, culture, and life in general through the eyes of modern Satanists. My name is Joseph Rose. I'm a member of an amazing independent congregation called Satanic Delco, and we welcome members from everywhere in the world. If you want to learn a little more about that, visit satanicdelco.com. Today, we're going to continue our exploration of the Satanic Bible. First things first, let me call out some awesome people who have chosen to join up with us on Patreon. We've got Colin, Joshua, Bubbly Bailey, Ben, Charity, Trino, Derek, 8-Bit, Muling T, Pervbrain, Marie, Maverick, and Christina. Thank you guys very much. I appreciate your support and... Hopefully, you've all gotten to jump in and interact with the gang a bit. If you have a moment, please visit the website at HailSatanPodcast.com. You'll find links to join us on social media, a form to send me an email, which I would love for you to do, and a link to join up with us on Patreon. We have a few different tiers to choose from with various benefits, including the Amazing Greetings from Hell Satanic Postcard of the Month Club. That is the most direct way you can support me and this show. If you'd like to do that, visit HailSatanPodcast.com. All right, we're back to continue our look at the Satanic Bible. If you're listening to this, I trust that you've already listened to the first part of the discussion. If not, you should probably start there. But without further ado, let me welcome my partner in this Satanic exploration. Hello, Jerry. Good morning, Joseph. How are you? I'm well. Welcome back. Thank you. Uh, have you completed your read through the book? I have. And the I've, entire book? I have read the whole book. Okay. And again, as I read the whole book, I forget the beginning. <laughs> have you taken any notes along the way? No. No notes. No. Still. What I, what I, what, what I, come on, man. This is all drama. This is all, all beauty. Right. It's, a, it's a stream of consciousness, and that's what I feel in this. When I read this, sure, it's true there were things borrowed and all that stuff, but there's a yes. lot of... It was, but there was some thoughtful plagiarism here, and there was some thoughtful <laughs> thoughts. You know, I mean, he people do uh, occasionally accuse Anton of plagiarism. And I uh, try not to say that word. I but, don't uh, blame him. I don't blame it. I mean, this is uh, what is the Bible? If there's three different versions of the Bible. One could say each of them plagiarizes off the next one, and then they they paraphrase. They do all these other things. Yep. By the way, if you were to alter, there is a verse somewhere in there, and I'm sure it's in Leviticus because that's where everyone dies. That if you alter. <laughs> Any part of the Bible, your tongue is to be ripped from your head and your beheaded, or oh, some, yeah. something's your some appendage is supposed to be burned or torn off of you. All right. And I find the NIV and the King James version they do this. So whoever altered that shit from the original text, they had their tongue taken out. Somebody had their tongue ripped out or something. I all mean, right. there's a punishment for everything in the Old Testament. Yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, all right. I guess we can jump right back into the book. At the end of the last episode, we completed the nine satanic statements. So that leads us into fire. The Book of Satan. Anton begins with what he's labeled the Infernal Diatribe. This is basically just a short introduction to this section of the book, and it begins with this. 
The first book of the Satanic Bible is not an attempt to blaspheme as much as it is a statement of what might be termed diabolical indignation. And it is totally appropriate that he uses the word indignation because that references some perceived unfair treatment. And in this section, he goes on a bit about how Satan has always been shouted down and attacked and has never been given the chance to speak up. So Anton positions this as the official satanic response, I suppose. He ends this bit with, Now the ponderous rule books of hypocrisy are no longer needed. In order to relearn the law of the jungle, a small, slim diatribe will do. Each verse is an inferno. Each word is a tongue of fire. The flames of hell burn fierce and purify. Read on and learn the law. True to form, it is very dramatic. I like it. It doesn't really say much, but I like the colorful vibe he created there. Yeah, me too. He uh, definitely thinks a lot of what he's doing. That's for sure. Everything I say is fire. He's confident. He's super you know, confident. We, I think we said that in the first part. He He's confident. Yeah. I he's mean, going in and he's telling you this is the fucking way. It is the right way. And, 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 not to, and, and not to go on a tangent, this is very much why I respect Jason Statham as an actor. Every stupid thing he's doing from crank to lock stock and two smoking barrels, he has never wavered. He is in the role ready yeah. every time. Yeah. And this is in and and Anton LaVey is a Jason Statham of, of religious leaders. All right. That's that's a quote. Uh all right. So then we move into the book of Satan, chapter one. There are five chapters in this section, and it's all done in a numbered verse format to mirror the Christian Bible, essentially. Um, obviously I'm not going to read the whole book on here or any long passages from it, but some things stand out along the way and we'll focus on those. And the first one that stands out to me is the very first one. Verse one says, in this arid wilderness of steel and stone, I raise up my voice that you may hear to the East and to the West. I beckon to the North and to the South. I show a sign proclaiming Death to the weakling, wealth to the strong. That's intense, right? What you wouldn't know simply by reading the book is that Anton didn't write that. It's not a quotation, and there isn't a citation. If you've spent any time looking into the philosophy of Anton LaVey, you're aware of the prominent social Darwinism aspect of it, and this is a very clear reference to that, death to the weakling, wealth to the strong. We know that Anton borrowed extensively, let's say, from a mostly unfortunate old book called Might is Right. In fact, portions of Might is Right comprise the vast majority of this Book of Satan section. That whole first part that I just read is taken verbatim from the first chapter of Might is Right. And throughout the rest of this book of Satan, Anton basically just switched the order of some parts and changed a few words here and there. While I was preparing for this episode, I downloaded a copy of Might is Right just to compare. And I say borrowed is a generous understatement. Mm. So as we go through the rest of the book of Satan and the Satanic Bible as a whole— I'm not going to stop and point out which passages were taken from Might is Right or other sources. Just know that a surprisingly large amount of it was. And if you're curious about Might is Right, 
The book asserts that weakness should be regarded with hatred. The book claims that the woman and the family as a whole are the property of the man. And it proclaims that the Anglo-Saxon race is innately superior to all other races. Uh, The book also contains anti-Christian and anti-Semitic statements. So did Anton bring all of that stuff into his Satanic Bible? No, he did not. I'm just pointing out which book served as such a big inspiration for him for one reason or another. Now, just as with the last episode, I will occasionally reference works from the current high priest of the Church of Satan, Peter Gilmore. I do this because he often expands upon some of the foundation that Anton gave us and because he is the most official source within the Church of Satan organization in the present day. In his essay, Satanism, the Feared Religion, Peter Gilmore writes, Let us instead look at contemporary Satanism for what it really is, a brutal religion of elitism and social Darwinism that seeks to reestablish the reign of the able over the idiotic, of swift justice over injustice, and for a wholesale rejection of egalitarianism as a myth that has crippled the advancement of the human species for the last 2,000 years. Is that something to fear? If you're one of the majority of human mediocrities merely existing as a media-besotted drone, you bet it is. These dudes are really something else. So, to be clear, egalitarianism just means that humans deserve equal rights and opportunities. The Church of Satan is against that idea. For the record, this social Darwinism stuff is not a part of outsider Satanism. Do I find that an appreciation or reverence for artists, creators, and skilled, unique individuals to be appropriate? Yes, I certainly do. But I don't agree with a strict anti-egalitarian stance. I've gone on. Enough about the first section, well, the first line of this section. It goes on to question the Ten Commandments and the Golden Rule and is basically a rebellion against Christianity. Did anything in chapter one of the Book of Satan stand out to you, Jerry? It was that. It was the first one. Uh, Well, uh, it's the exact opposite. I read the first line and I went crazy. Yeah, that's what it was. (laughs) It's the the opposite of meek shall inherit the earth. Right, which is a, a Christian understanding and all that, and I'm when I think of the str- the strength, I see people who are online or, or a lot of your uh, your internet personalities extol these virtues, wealth, effort. One could say that weak and strong are one thing, but it could be hard work and effort versus laziness and waiting for a chance. That's true. So, like <clears throat> where I do find it, it is on the uh, on the outside, it looks super fucking like brutal. But it could be just reward, hard work, and effort. Now, do I believe wealth, wealth to the strong and, and the weak die? No, not not entirely. You need the weak. You, you need the strong. It, it has to be a great mixture, and you can be strong in some areas and weak in others. Of course. So there's no. It's, while this comes off as a blanket statement, it isn't really. And, and as yeah. bad as it might seem, a it continuing isn't that bad. theme with Anton's stuff, I think, is looking through his hyperbole. Mm-hmm. You know his wild language that he likes to use, and he, he does sort of lean into the extreme a right. little bit, the language, and pulling from might is right, which, you know, all that stuff. 
hopefully as we go, we'll see that through some of that stuff, in many cases, maybe not all, but in many, there's a reasonable interpretation of it that you could make. Right. This is, um, I would say, hustle hard. Yeah. If you were to look at, like, as I brought up the YouTubers and the internet personalities, and that's what you see, keep going, stay focused, move forward, and that will make you strong. You're gonna everything you start off doing, you're gonna be weak at. Eventually, you'll be strong at something, and then you'll look. But I don't agree with like looking at somebody trying and saying like I'm gonna stomp the shit out of that guy. You know, yeah, or just, it, and there's know? so many ways to interpret it, right? Sure. Like you can interpret it by, by like physical strength, like how able bodied are you versus a disabled person. Mm. You know. Um, there's so many ways you could frame this, sure. uh, but all right, on we go to the book of Satan, chapter two. In verse two, we have, I question all things as I stand before the festering and varnished facades of your haughtiest moral dogmas. I write thereon in letters of blazing scorn. Lo and behold, all this is fraud. So... <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so when you dig through Anton's dramatic delivery there, what you're left with is essentially question everything. For comparison, the Satanic Temple has a section online where they say Satanists should actively work to hone critical thinking and exercise reasonable agnosticism in all things. This is one of many examples where Anton and TST are saying the same thing with different styles of delivery. And this also hints at the core of TST's whole rebellion against arbitrary authority stance, especially chapter one, actually. So, yeah, the skepticism and question everything attitude is a valuable part that comes with us to outsider Satanism, for sure. I have some more highlighted in this section, but how about you, Jerry? Anything stand out to you in chapter two? I, I like yelling, all this is fraud. I know it's funny. We're both on the same like wavelength here. Like that is it funny. stood out to you. <laughs> it really stood out to me because I, I was just talking to a gentleman yesterday, how much he hates religion. And he does believe he hates religion as a whole. And as a, a young Jewish man, you know, he came out of a very strict Jewish upbringing and he felt it was a, a, it was a playbook to keep you in line, you know? So do not question everything. You know, uh, be just stay to stay in the course, and you will be rewarded through wealth and, and riches, and and and, and that's, that's every religion, by the way, not just Judaism. Sure, uh, you're going to be rewarded one way or the other, and it's a good way to keep everyone in this in in line. And so, like, question everything, and that's one of the things I liked about TST. And again, this was it was something that came out from it. There's a what I do again. I'm my marvel at the wording at every <laughs> yeah. part of this he is colorful you know too long right and wrong good and evil have been inverted by false prophets like everything i read here <laughs> is movie trailer worthy yeah. you yeah. know so uh, i mean truth proven results i mean there's a ton of things here that make a lot of sense but really the question everything does stand out and the way it was rated lo and behold this is all fraud yeah you know and, and it's it, just weird you know a lot of people are just turned off to anton's language and I get that. I mean, I get it. It's a little edgy. It's a little whatever. Legitimately sometimes. attracted to it. I interact with a lot of TST people, you know, members of TST and people that follow and align with the Satanic Temple. Mm -hmm. And the way they speak about Anton's philosophy and this book, I think in many cases without having actually read it or thought about it, they have ideas about it. And, and they position it as this really opposite opposing thing to TST. 
But there are striking similarities mm-hmm. throughout at, in the core messaging. You know, the language, like I said, the delivery is different. Right. This is preaching. And I would look at like TST is more of like a Gen X version of this because they're like, oh, yeah, just do, do the right thing. It's all la- It's all sort of lazy. Yeah. It's sort, it, it is. It, there's, I think there's some verbiage in there that makes sense. But this is written with fervent desire. And really TST is like, just be yourself. Don't be a dick. All right. And then everyone passes the <laughs> bowl. Sure. You know what I mean? It's cool. Yeah. And I, I, I admire this type of, of drama. You know, I love it. All right. Uh, well, I have a few verses highlighted here from this one. And they all touch on a similar theme that I find interesting. Bear with me here. I have a few verses to look at. Chapter 2, verse 4 says, Too long the dead hand has been permitted to sterilize living thought. Of course, he is most directly referencing God, Jesus, Christianity. The idea is that too much adherence to an old or dead leader or idea can sterilize or hinder living thought or progress. And I think that is true. I, I mean, the Constitution. No one, anyone who wrote the Constitution ain't alive. Well, you I know? mean, we've amended it twenty something times. <laughs> yeah, we've you know, we keep things, changing you know? it. Yeah, <laughs> and that's important because that that is part of what we're getting at here. In verse six, he says, "No creed must be accepted upon authority of a divine nature. Religions must be put to the question. No moral dogma must be taken for granted. No standard of measurement deified." There is nothing inherently sacred about moral codes. Like the wooden idols of long ago, they are the work of human hands, and what man has made, man can destroy. Right there, he's telling us that there's nothing sacred or permanent about moral codes. What man has made, man can destroy. That goes for any philosophy, including his own. I'm not done yet. Verse 8 says, The chief duty of every new age is to upraise new men to determine its liberties, to lead it toward material success, to rend the rusty padlocks and chains of dead custom that always prevent healthy expansion. Theories and ideas that may have meant life and hope and freedom for our ancestors may now mean destruction, slavery, and dishonor to us. And finally, verse 9 says, As environments change, No human ideal standeth sure. In verses 8 and 9, he is basically saying, times change. What worked at one point in time may no longer work today. It may need to be fixed or changed or torn down altogether. And that goes for any philosophy, including his own. And don't look now, guys, but that is exactly what we're doing as we construct outsider Satanism. For most of us, the 1960s were more than a lifetime ago. As Anton said, environments change, and I agree with him. I'm still going in this chapter too, Jerry. Do you have anything you'd like to add on any of that stuff? No, no, it's it's just it's just a. I mean, no. <laughs> yes, yeah. I did have more to say about yeah, it. Yeah, but I mean, I I, I well, feel like that's right. Like, do you see that he's he's explaining to well, us that things change and nothing is set in stone? Straight, it's very straightforward, and it is it. You can see that now in the Christian religion, uh, and and not at the LGBTQ rights. You see a lot of churches with the rainbow flag on them now, saying yes. that we accept that. Now, this was un this was unconscionable 
in the 60s and the 70s and even in the 80s you, you couldn't possibly yeah. i mean uh, again we br- we're bringing up the old testament again but the, the, uh, <laughs> i love uh, that one uh, but uh people who lived alternative lifestyles were beheaded uh, any man that lies with another man yeah. is as we created you know what i mean so yeah like, i mean if we're sticking with any old testament shit almost everybody's in trouble I oh mean, yeah you were we're, in we're dire done for trouble. we're done for but you can't find it was strong back in those days in the yeah. 60s more more 60s so like what I love is that we're seeing this type of progress through all religions, you know, yeah. in all in all lifestyles. I think it's important to, and I, I'll I'll go on more about this. I think, but there's, it's important to apply the principles to the philosophy itself. Like sure. it's not immune; Mm-mm. it shouldn't be above the law and of think, all this, right? And I believe that you're seeing this in every form and fashion, in, yeah. in every way of life. So when I saw those those rainbow flags, and they're all over where I live, and that's great. It's really cool, and when I first shocked me at first, I was like, "Look at this! There, there's, there's progress. There's movement." Yeah. And, and and what this man said, or if again, was this this wasn't lifted from anything, right? This is just his. Oh, almost talking. all of it is lifted okay, from something. Wonderful in, this, uh, in, the, in wonder, the book of Satan, at least. Wonderful. Well, then I mean, <laughs> the, the fact that you can put yourself to that because a lot of these things are done through leadership. I mean, a lot of you have a leader, like the Pope runs mm-hmm. ca- the Catholic Church. Sure. When you say something like this, something isn't funny, you question the leader. So yeah. there never is a true figurehead. Well, and I, I think it's super important to question the leader. Right. It, you've got to be able but to. But do you find that human human nature is once if you created something, oh yeah, you want to keep control of oh, it. Oh yeah, power wants to power can, keep power. Dower devours power. Devours power. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it wants more of it, and you have, you usurp that by putting that in your very your your corporate structure, yeah. <laughs> your your mission statement. Yeah. You, so like you're set up to fail if you are a figurehead in this. Yeah. So I've done a lot of talking at times about the way that philosophies on paper differ from how they get interpreted and acted out in the real world. I think I sense a bit of that going on here. If there is one characteristic in common with too many Church of Satan followers, it is the silly, over-the-top clinging to the notion that nothing related to Satanism can change, and anything that strays at all from what Anton LaVey wrote in the 1960s simply isn't Satanism. And I find that it only takes some basic reading comprehension to see that idea is completely counter to what Anton has included here. In verse 8, he talks about the rusty padlocks that prevent healthy expansion. And right now, those silly gatekeepers are the rusty padlocks. And as with any philosophy, people will interpret it whichever way suits them best, so be it. Again, chapter 2, verse 4 says, too long the dead hand has been permitted to sterilize living thought. One obvious application of this is that the dead hand is now quite literally the one that wrote or at least assembled this book, the hand of Anton LaVey. I think to avoid placing Anton's philosophy under the very scrutiny that he describes is not doing his philosophy justice. Um, And I have just one last little thing from chapter 2. Verse 11 says, Let established sophisms be dethroned, rooted out, burnt, and destroyed, for they are a standing menace to all true nobility of thought and action. Mm. Now, I suspect that all of the TST people listening will find some of that pretty familiar. The Satanic Temple's seventh tenet states that every tenet is a guiding principle 
designed to inspire nobility in action and thought. So don't for one minute think that that's a coincidence. It is not. The Satanic Temple's creators were deeply inspired by this book. Jerry, do you have any final thoughts on chapter two of the book of Satan? No, I, I, I just piggyback off of what you said or even ask a question in that respect. I mean, why wouldn't they, why wouldn't the building blocks be here? Because it's the first one to do it. Of course. You know, there's no real reason not to borrow. Uh, yeah. They, they've, been, they've been a little bit more eloquent uh, in, in yeah, how they I, I think just among the people, among the membership of probably both organizations um, to some degree, uh, especially the Satanic Temple, I would say, they seem to view the Church of Satan as this diametrically opposed thing. Like they are opposites, like right and left, red and blue, you name it. That's the way they view it. Tribalism. For sure. And they have really, um, and of course this isn't everyone, I'm speaking about, you know, a, a significant portion of the membership as far as I can tell. They do have that view, and they, they frown upon the philosophy of the Church of Satan. And, and look, again, it's easy to get taken off guard by the language and the extreme huh. nature and Anton's edginess, you know. They're zealots in comparison to TST. So you Maybe would, so, but they both, you know, they both have their own things and they push strongly in maybe, those directions. Maybe. But I think as we go on and on, you find that there are more similarities so than you might think. Have you met a a hardcore Church of Satan member? Like so like the, oh, the, yeah. the last one is my which I like is the last one. He ends every one of these with some fucking like <laughs> yes. sledgehammer like you know, uh, exterminate them, root and branch, annihilate them, annihilate them, or they will us. And that, yeah. I, that's what I'm taking from this. Is like, is have you met a guy who's been like, we got to annihilate that? I mean, yeah, like, what the yeah. fuck, and, bro? And and like I was saying, you know, the rusty padlocks and the gatekeepers. These are that's eloquence. That's these nice. are the people that, and and it's real. I run into it all the time. It's like the nerds on the internet. That's what it is. It's the. It's like on certain Facebook groups or maybe Reddit. You know, you, you run into these guys online. What's a Reddit? Who, who looks at Reddit? <laughs> well, I guess some people do. Um, I have fun with it. Everybody gets very upset. But yeah, they are really hung up. Like you can't – there's not even a conversation to be had. If you mention anything that strays from LeVay or Satan forbid aligned with the Satanic Temple, there is no conversation to be had because it ends at – that's not Satanism. Bye. Okay. Well, that's everything. well then you're silly. Well, that's everything. <laughs> you know? that's, that's everything now. Now you've been around. Uh, the, you've been around a long time. I don't know how long you've been doing the whole devil thing. The, uh, <laughs> the but like, have you noticed a shift into that? I saw a. Well, big... it didn't. It never had to exist before because there was no satanic temple. Right, and it's but it's it's relatively young. But it's it was around before when I saw real like like right down the middle shit where no one you know like hey i don't like that boom done you know yeah. internet culture has always been like that but it's reared its head in the past like six years oh yeah in a big way have you oh, noticed all over every area politics in particular right. have you noticed any uh, that that type of uh you know that type of attitude permeating like more Definitely. than it ever has before i think so it was such a it was probably a significant part of the inspiration for outsider Satanism to begin with, because everyone was clinging to these extreme ideas on one side or the other. And I've always found that the truth for me is usually somewhere in the middle. You know, I can't imagine just by coincidence believing entirely with everything on one extreme and having no value in anything from anyone else. That just seems so closed minded. It seems 
counter to all of the things we say about Satanism and Satanists. Yeah. You know, free thinkers, critical thinkers, open mind, individuals. Like, none of that stuff sounds like those behaviors. And on the internet, you can't have a thought. You can't have a conversation. Yeah. Back, and again, this is, and I'm not playing, I'm, no, I'm going to sound old, man. <laughs> I'm going to sound like an old dude, you know, but when you're at a diner with a bunch of people, sure, it's a different, it's a different vibe. Of course. You, you're able to say like, oh, yeah, no, fuck you. That's wrong. You know, well, and, 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 and then you can, then you can listen to somebody, but the internet, you don't have that option. Right. And, and when you're at a diner sitting across from some people, you're looking at a real person. You yeah. probably know their real fucking name. You see them in their eyes and you can have a conversation. Right. On the internet, everybody's sort of hiding behind you know, fake names and you don't know who they are and there's no, there's no repercussions to any discussion. You know what I mean? It's all just, eh, you know, they can, they can take on any weird persona that they want to. It paints everything and people are coming to a realization when you go to high school, this is going to be an issue. Yeah. We're we're dealing with, you know, you, you, now you're, that's a clash. I can't imagine the mad Maxian type thing that's (laughs) happening when people go to a public school now, you know, you're like, you're living on the internet and then all of a sudden high school, everyone's together and now there's a knife fight. Yes, or something, yes. you know, it's, it's, it's gotta be a lot of hurt feelings for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, now we move on to the book of Satan chapter three. I only have a couple things set aside here, so I won't get too crazy. Anton spends the first six verses here yeah. going on about love and the Christian ideal that people should love one another. Naturally, mm-hmm. he disagrees with this idea. He asks why he should love his enemy. Why should enemies do good for one another? Why should the victim love the attacker? He calls it the despicable philosophy of the spaniel that rolls upon its back when kicked. And to keep the dog theme going, verse 8 simply says, he who turns the other cheek is a cowardly dog. So this is another case where he is so hyper-focused on being anti-Christian that perhaps he abandons nuance and loses sight of being reasonable. Sure, if the Christian ideal is to unconditionally love and forgive everyone, including our abuser or our enemies, then of course that's probably unrealistic or kind of dumb, actually. But to make your philosophy as simple as just going to the opposite extreme, that's just intellectually lazy. But As we covered in the first part, Anton actually advocates for laziness, for sloth, because it's one of the Christian sins, and therefore he has to be the opposite and advocate for it. I do not agree that this is as black or white as he who turns the other cheek is a cowardly dog. That is just edgy Anton there. Um, To further expand on going as far as possible from turning the other cheek— Let's take a look at verse 9. This one is a little more complicated, maybe. It says, Give blow for blow, scorn for scorn, doom for doom, with compound interest liberally added thereunto. Eye for eye, tooth for tooth, eye fourfold, a hundredfold. Make yourself a terror to your adversary. And when he goeth his way, he will possess much additional wisdom to ruminate over. Thus shall you make yourself respected in all walks of life, and your spirit, your immortal spirit, shall live not in an intangible paradise, but in the brains and sinews of those who respect you have gained. This one, (laughs) despite Anton's usual flair for the dramatic, is not wrong. 
I certainly can't say that attitude is universally appropriate, but generally speaking, he isn't wrong. I think the simplified message we can take from this is basically don't take any shit. Someone makes the effort to fuck with you, fuck them right back. A hundredfold, if need be, to send the message clearly. Obviously, we don't want conflict. We don't want enemies. But the hard truth is that it's bound to happen at some point for most of us. What do you think? I think this is all very reactionary. This is this is an immediate immediate offense. And it, everything here says something just happened, and now I'm angry about <laughs> it. It sounds that way. It, 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 every, everything I'm reading here says, like, this is immediate. Like, smash this motherfucker. No thought. There's no thought to it. <laughs> just go. It's better to be feared. Like, it, be, yeah. be, and be on the... If I were to smite my enemy and knew I couldn't be fucked with, people will look at me differently than the one uh, who who sees who uses kindness. Kindness is a weakness in it's people like to think that kindness is a weakness in it's a popular thing to think, but in real life, it's not, it's not real. Like you can't be kind to everybody. Yeah. We, you, and in the it, last it, it, episode, will be considered weak. in the last episode, we talked about it so many times. We came to the conclusion over and over again that there is a reasonable balance there is. in most things. Right. And if you, if you were to consistently be kind and do the right thing over and over again, even though you were wronged, you will be stepped on. Yeah. And all of this is built in reality. You have to turn your turn around and look at somebody like that's too far. Yeah. This is going to end now, you yeah. know? So, and when I say, you know, I say, I agree with this or he's not wrong or whatever. Now, of course you have to get past Anton's extreme sort of language. You have to get past the, the immediate picture that he paints. Yeah. And of course we already know we're on the side of compassion and empathy, kindness. We we've already covered that. Kindness to those who deserve it, of course. But this is talking about when you've been wronged, you know, when you've been attacked or however he wants to put it. You know, of of course you don't want to take any shit. If you make it a habit of walking through life taking any shit that anybody ever yeah. wants to give you, you're going to get a lot more shit. Mm-hmm. You're going to be an easy mark and you're going to be trampled upon. And nobody wants that. And and if we care at all about compassion for yourself, you better not let that happen. Well, it only takes one time to smite your enemy a hundredfold, and then no one will fuck with you ever again. <laughs> exactly. You know? so, yeah, so, send the message clear. I can't think. I of, am not one to be fucked with. Dude, ten times more is probably murder. Well, like, what's after that? We've got to you know? we've got to walk the line. Uh, we can't we can't go breaking uh, laws. What, what, it, it, this is <laughs> this is invariably human. This is human speak. And yeah. Also, and it, I think that's what Anton would would say. And also, as a side note, and as an aside, you're going to keep going. Yeah. I am never drinking high power coffee again before I come in here. I can oh, no. keep a thought. I'm sorry. Jerry. You hear me? You hear me? Like Ugh. you should get off the coffee. I'm man. done it's, with this. I'm, I'm next time I come it. over, the next thing we do, I will not have coffee. <laughs> I promise you. All right. I might even be sedated. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right then. Next up is the Book of Satan, Chapter Four. This chapter is very short. It is only five verses altogether, and it gets off to a strong start. Verse one is. Life is the great indulgence, death the great abstinence. Therefore, make the most of life here and now. And verse 2 says, There is no heaven of glory bright and no hell where sinners roast. Here and now is our day of torment. Here and now is our day of joy. Here and now is our opportunity. Choose ye this day, this hour, for no redeemer liveth. 
yeah, I'm with all of that. This is all about living your best life. None of us will get out of this alive. And there's no telling when the end might come. So start enjoying yourself now. That idea comes with us to outsider Satanism without a doubt. Your thoughts on chapter four, Jerry? Well, I think it's the shortest. It is definitely it is. Short. it is the shortest. It is the one that makes the most sense, and 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 I can reasonably apply to my own life. You know, I mean, I, I you, you do things properly. You try to make the right decisions, and it's not your decision. It's a decision that was made for you by process and control. And while I'm going through some things now that I made decisions because I thought they were the right thing to do, they weren't the best decisions for me at the time. And while this had the most impact on me, uh, reading it, while reading it in a man who wears a hood with devil horns on his head, I mean, is <laughs> a little weird. And I think that also, I think everyone who, yeah. who listens to these things has that type of struggle. Like, it's a shame this guy wore a cape, <laughs> you know, but like, this one is probably the most, while the other one is human, this one is just as human but in a way that I think everyone should apply within reason. Again, live your best life. Smack that old well, lady. Yeah, he you know? he always talks about. I don't. I don't know. Maybe we'll cover it in this one. I'm not sure. But eventually, there's more talk of indulgence without compulsion. Well, this also says you're not a bad person. Of That's course, what I, it's what of I course. Here. Like, like you just said before, it's human. Mm-hmm. This is all human stuff. Mm-hmm. Humans want to indulge. We have desires. Right. You know, and, and we, and, and again, you sometimes you hold back because you you just don't. It's not the right thing to do. The optics will be wrong. You know, like <laughs> let me get a, let me get the white picket fence. Let me have the child and go down that line. Uh, this just says do if you're going to do that, make sure you want it and make sure you're doing it the way you want to do it. So I, I found it. Um, I found that being well, about three thirty second read probably. You know. <laughs> fucking it worked and and it's yeah. again again it's the closest thing to christianity too i mean while that promises a, a a reward if you were just to take that reward and flip it to the to the present it's sort of the same thing yeah well so, and the way they're they're opposite in the sense that so much of the christian stuff is about uh denying yeah. your human desires and anton is on of course, the opposite. And we the picture, great indulgence. We picture heaven as some sort of like well, you'll be happy doing the same thing. But I don't know, man. I'm thinking people are just trying to be really good to get that banging ass orgy at the end or something exactly on yeah. gold roads. Exactly. And- <laughs> yeah. And Anton is here to say, no, guys, have the orgy now, right? Because it ain't coming after death. By the way, I'm not really into orgies. That's too many people and too many <laughs> smells. I don't like it. Yeah. I, and then all the cleanup and then ah, noises. All right. Out of here. All right, Jerry. All right. Um, that brings us to the book of Satan, chapter five. This is the final chapter of the book of Satan. And look, this one is mostly silly. Um, verse one says, blessed are the strong for they shall possess the earth. Cursed are the weak for they shall inherit the yoke. Verse two says, blessed are the powerful for they shall be reverenced among men. Cursed are the feeble, for they shall be blotted out. Now, should I read it? Should I say blessed and cursed? Is that more fun? Uh, however, he wrote it. Read it because if you let me if let you, me try if it you that alter way. the text, you will be beheaded. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to <laughs> pronounce it wrong. I'll pronounce it in the most dramatic can, way. Can you All read right. it like Matt Berry? Let's. I don't know. <laughs> Verse one says, "Blessed are the strong, for they shall possess the earth. Cursed are the weak." for they shall inherit the yoke. Verse two says, 
Blessed are the powerful, for they shall be reverenced among men. Cursed are the feeble, for they shall be blotted out. Mm. This is just more and more of the might is right social Darwinism bullshit. He goes on and on with it for 13 verses about strong is good, weak is bad. He doesn't really add anything of any depth here. And that brings us to the end of the book of Satan. What, I, what do you I, think about it? I don't think we should end it there. I think what we, do you, got? you should alternate each verse in our most fiery preacher voice. So from <laughs> yes. 1 to 13, just go ballistic. Because this is the one, this is, like everything, he always ends it with a sledgehammer. And oh, he yeah. took the whole God, did, he, he didn't have to write this. No. Number five does not, is it, bullshit. It, but it's fun. <laughs> chapter what? five, the whole chapter. Chapter five is just fun. It's 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 good fun. Like yeah. this is the '60s culture. This is blessed the man who has a sprinkling of enemies, for they shall make him a hero. Cursed is he who doeth good unto others who sneer upon him in return, for he shall be despised. Like <laughs> you wrote that, yeah, dude. Yeah, I don't think I directly compared this chapter to Might Is Right, but. Man, I have to believe that a lot of it is lifted right it from Might is Right. So he, like I said earlier, he he lifted a ton. This book of Satan is uh, the majority of it is Might is Right. Um, he rearranged stuff. You know, it's presented to us here out of order, and he at, changed some words here and there, added some words here and there, and then added a few bits of his own. But yeah, a lot of it is might is right. This is a white zombie song. What do you got? It's the whole thing. It, oh, yeah, yeah. The words and how they're put together. And this whole thing just is just 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 reeks of a Rob Zombie song. <laughs> is there yeah. is a, wait, wait. Blessed are the mighty minded, for they shall ride the whirlwind. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Jerry. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I think did we was there a Rob Zombie comparison last time? Yeah, I think dude. I think Rob Zombie will come to mind for you. Because he's just throwing words repeatedly. At it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean Rob Zombie definitely likes to just put some words together. No yeah, doubt. Dude. No doubt. Well, all right. What have we learned here, Jerry? Do do we take anything specifically from this book of Satan? I think everything has a nugget of truth. I think yeah. it, it, like we're gonna go through this whole thing, but most of it is being human in the moment. Yeah. Now, just so you know, guys. When I started this, I decided, all right, I'm going to revisit the Satanic Bible and and uh, do some episodes covering it. In my mind, I was going to do two episodes. I was, you know, going to go half and half or something like that. Uh, but after the first one, when we only got as far as the Satanic statements, which is the beginning of the book, mm-hmm. I realized that maybe that wouldn't be the case. And so rather than make this episode too. If we go on now to the book of Lucifer, it's probably going to be crazy. So I think we'll probably end with the book of Satan on this one and we'll pick up again next time and we'll see how much we can jam into an episode. This one will be a little shorter. The next one may end up being a little longer. We'll see how it goes. And go to the Patreon so you can listen to me and Joseph yell book five. (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah, dude, I'm going to, I want that. I'm sorry, I'm ruining your vibe here. I just started talking and saying no, I, and hey. telling you what you're going to do for the Patreon. What is your idea? I think that me and you should do the Hellfire and Brimstone Book of Satan five. Oh, we should read it for we the for bonus it. content. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay, maybe the hey, look, guys, I'm not making any promises right here and now, but a, if you uh, don't, that I'm just gonna, might be a thing. If you don't, I'm going to do it on my own. Yeah, maybe maybe we'll have Jerry recorded, or we'll both do it. We'll I'm, see. I'm going to go home and do it. <laughs> 
Um, if you've got a moment out there, everybody, please visit the website at HailSatanPodcast.com. Stay safe out there and hail Satan.